We're being joined by the head coach of the Coastal Division champion, Pitt Panthers. It's Pat Narduzzi on the show. And coach, the Pitt football Twitter account pointed this out a week or so ago. I doubt you're aware of this. 150 media members voted on the preseason ACC poll back in July. Only one voted for the Pitt Panthers, and you're talking to them right now. So I figured I'd pass that along. Welcome on in North Carolina. That's awesome, Josh. I appreciate uh, you being the one that had faith. All those 170-some, and uh, you were the one guy that got it right. Uh, you win the lottery. I wish there was some money to go uh, in it uh, for you. Uh, but, uh, you know, you called it right. And obviously, you know football, and, and uh, had a had a pretty good clue what was going on. Gosh, you weren't just it, guessing; you weren't just it, shooting in the dark. No, and I'll t- and I'll tell you where it all began for me. It was just looking at your wide receiver more than your quarterback, uh, Jordan Addison. And I, I pay close attention to wide receivers voting for the Bolitnikov. I may or may not have just submitted a vote for your All ACC wide receiver to win that award. But let's get on to the important stuff here. Dave Clawson told us your relationship started about. 25 years ago, when he was the OC at Villanova and you were the DC at Rhode Island, what do you remember about the on-field and recruiting battles you guys had? You know, that was a long, long time ago. Maybe you know, Dave's got a better memory than I do, um, but I do remember um, them having the Westbrook kid in their backfield. I just remember there, was, you know, we just couldn't cover the guy. Um, I'm not sure how many times Villanova beat us, but I would imagine he had the upper hand uh, when I was at Rhode Island for sure. Yeah, that Brian Westbrook guy was pretty good. I think he went on to do some pretty big things in that city of Philadelphia. Pat Narduzzi with us here on WSJS Sports. Uh, this is a pretty cool angle of the game I wanted to present to you. I don't know if you know about this. Dave Clawson, we have a clip of this here. This is from his press conference a few days ago, talking about what the Pitt Panther football program means to him. You know, the, the irony of this game uh, for me is I grew up as a, uh, a Pitt Panther football fan. Uh, my dad is a graduate of Pitt, and we'd go to one or two games every year back in the 70s. So I grew up uh, with Pitt football. Matt Cavanaugh, Tony Dorsett, Dan Marino, Ricky Jackson, Hugh Green, um, and I was a diehard Pitt fan. That might work to your advantage, Coach. Who knows a couple days from now? We'll get him a picture. I'll give him a picture. Maybe he'll wear that. But the one key word in that that uh, that uh, thing you played there was he said I was okay. Uh, he's a demon deacon now. That's that's where his uh, loyalties are for sure. Marino, Dorsett, Ditka. Who do we know is coming to Saturday's game? You know, Marino's coming for sure. He'll be at the the awards banquet the evening before. But uh, I think Darrell Revis is going to be there. Um, I'm sure there's some guys that uh, we don't know, but I'm sure there's a lot of pit faithful that will be uh, in Charlotte for this game. It's pit coach Pat Narduzzi with us here on WSGS Sports. I, I do remember Marino on the sideline the last time Pitt won the Coastal Division, which was at Wake Forest in 2018. And, boy, it's crazy to think. I had to go back and look. That's the only other time in the history of these two programs that these two teams have faced until Saturday. So is it fair to say uh, a couple of the most important games you've ever coached are going to be against the Demon Deacons? Yeah, that's, you know, it's crazy you say that, but yeah, I mean, Dan was in attendance there, and I'm sure Jimbo Covert, who just got inducted to the Hall of Fame last summer, will be there as well. Uh, those two were roommates back in college, so I'm sure they're they're, they're excited to be there together. But uh, yeah, it's uh, ironic that we were in a coastal, you know, I guess clinching the coastal against them down there. 
um, last time. I don't know how much you appreciate this, but just as a football fan, one thing I enjoy about watching your team is how throwback it feels where Kenny Pickett sticks around another year rather than going pro. And when when you watch you guys, it is a, an unbelievable offense that Mark Whipple runs, but is it true that every single time that a play gets called or most times he's getting it straight from the sideline? Yeah, I mean, but, you know, not like people think. I mean, I think, you know, in the last, you know, really in his first two years, people talked about it a lot. And when you don't win every game, that's, you know, you give him something to talk about, and that's the reason. Um, I don't think I've heard anybody talk about Kenny getting it from the sideline this year, um, you know, quite as often as we did in the past. So uh, he gets it from the sideline, but, you know, he doesn't come all the way and, and whisper in his ear or anything like that. Um, but uh, Mark Whipple, you know, you can say it's old school. Uh, or it's really new school. It's really NFL school. Uh, Mark Whipple coached in the NFL for uh, the Steelers, the uh, the Browns, and the, and the Eagles, and he's used to that headpiece. And Kenny just kind of fell in love with the process of doing it like that um, so that, you know, it's not just giving him a play. It's like, hey, don't forget this. Hey, remember this. Hey, let's go on two. You know, let's, let's get, you know, so there's all those things that you know, that you can't really give him a play call for going on two or some of the – you know, the co- it's called coaching. I mean, I think there's not a coach in the country who would love, you know, a defense coordinator. I would have loved back in the day to tell, you know, my middle linebacker at Michigan State, Greg Jones, hey, Greg, don't forget they love, hey, they love draw on this down, okay? You know, watch out for this. I mean, you'd love to be in their ear if you could, and, and uh, so we're able to do that at times. Kenny's story has been so well documented, and he gets talked about so much because of the position he plays, the numbers he puts up, the NFL draft stock, all of that. But the guy I mentioned a short while ago, Jordan Addison, I, I think he's going to win the Bolitnikoff Award, Coach. When you look at the numbers, usually the guy who has the standout numbers among everybody else is somebody that comes from the group right. of five with some gimmicky offense. And that's not what we're looking at with Addison with 17 touchdowns. But tell me a little bit about his story. Do I have it right that he w- coming out of Maryland, he was a wide receiver and a defensive back in high school? Yeah, he was a wide receiver and... and um... And a uh, DB, um, you know, excellent athlete. And you got it right. He's gonna win the. He's gonna win the Blitnikoff. As long as he got your vote, your vote might have been the clinching vote. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you might have had the clinching vote. So we'll, you know, maybe at the end of this this conversation here today, you can tell me what you voted. But uh, I really do. His numbers are outstanding. And and this this kid, let me just tell you, uh, Josh, he is he's he's one in a million. Um, and I'm just not. I mean. If, 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 you know, there's there's a lot of pain in the butts in this world uh, that you sometimes coach and and you bite your tongue. But this kid is special in every respect. And you know, I call talk to his mother Keisha quite often, and just you know, just it's not about you know he could catch a bunch of balls, but if he's no fun to coach, it doesn't matter. But this kid is as humble as you can be. He's so polite. He doesn't say boo. He just plays. He's not a me guy. He's not a guy. We don't throw him the ball because he wants the ball and he's demanding the ball. He could care less if he went through a game and didn't catch the ball as long as we win. That's who he is. He's not going to go into the offense court at the receiver room afterwards and go, Coach, you didn't throw me the ball. You ain't using me. He's not that guy. And, um, and again, there's guys like that on every football team, but it certainly isn't him. I'm going to use coaching carousel jargon to tell you who I voted for for the Bolitnikoff. Josh Graham targeted uh, Jordan Addison as his Bolitnikoff vote per sources. That's that's the way I'll per put sources. it. I like yeah, it. Per, per sources. sources. Uh, Pat Narduzzi with us here. Speaking of awards, Dave Clawson won the ACC Coach of the Year. That was announced earlier today. 
if you had to identify one thing, what impresses you the most about not just what he built at Wake, but the fact that he started 6-18 and 18 his first two years and in today's college football program and administration was patient enough to let him build what he had set out to do? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Dave, you know, super guy. Um, you know, he, he works hard. He's detailed. Um, I just see a very detailed football team. He's, he's recruited guys. He's brought people in that fit his system offensively and defensively, and uh, he certainly deserves, you know, that honor. Um, it's not an easy job. Um, it, there, you know, there's certain jobs out there that aren't easy, and I don't think Pitt's an easy job either compared to Alabama and some of these other places out here, but he certainly got a tough job, and, and um, you know, and it's well-deserved by him. Um, again, he, he, he's got a, just a, you know, a, uh, a way of just put, putting his personality on that offense, I think. And, again, he's an offensive guy, as we've known for years, and he is you know, doing stuff that nobody else does. And I think that's you know, why he's in a position that he is right now. He's gone out of the box to do some things, and, and he puts a bind on people's uh, defenses. Last thing, how do you present an offense on a one-week, maybe two-week prep Actually, you didn't even know Wake would be in the championship game till last Saturday with an offense that's that unique. You know, that's what we're used to. And, again, whether it's facing Georgia Tech's option back in the day, you know, you have a week. Um, it's still college football. It's still, you know, there's only one ball. And, um, and there's only they, they don't get to play with 12. We get to play with 11, too. Um, so, um, you know, a lot of things they do is, is, is carry over week to week. Uh, there's just, you know, every week, you know, it's just a tweaking of what they do and what we do. Uh, compared to what we're we're facing that following week, he's on Twitter at Coach Does Pit FB. Is it true you wrote "We will be back" on the uh, on the blackboard at Bank of America Stadium after you guys lost three years ago? Yeah, it is. It is not true. I did not write that. I I was you know feeling feeling sorry for myself. I felt like I got slapped in the face and uh, and beat up. I think I had black eyes after the game on the you know in the locker room. So. Uh, my daughter Christina um, put it on the board, took a picture of it, and then made me aware of it this week. Uh, she's a school teacher here in, in the Pittsburgh area at a Catholic school, so she reminded me. I think I'm on Monday. Hey, Dad, don't forget. You know, we said we're going to be back here, so there's a reason. You can find that picture on his Twitter account at Coach Does Pit FB. Coach, heck of a season! Thanks for making me look smart. I look forward to seeing you out at the stadium on Saturday. Appreciate it, Josh, and hail to Pitt.